Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome to this new episode of Sotorial Talks. Hello, Sonia. How do you do, darling? Hi. Fine. How are you? I'm very good. We are once again live from our living room in Bourgogne, in the north of Bourgogne, close to Chablis in a little town called Saint-Florentin in France. And uh, today uh, we want... It's Sunday. Uh, we have a very cool day, actually. We woke up quite early this morning for a Sunday. Normally we sleep a little bit longer. Well, there was a wine promotion going on somewhere yes. and you had to go check it out. Exactly. It was a fail. We didn't yeah. catch We had the, uh, an, um, a real fail this morning. I woke up because in France, I don't know if it's the same in, in the USA, but there's a tradition is that uh, just after the harvesting or during the harvesting time, let's say between end of August and end of October in all the big supermarkets and wine store that's what we call the wine fair and it's a good occasion for all of us who are wine lovers as you know in France to make some good deals but you have to be the first because most of the time the best deals of the most important battles at fair prices go very fast. People wait all year long for this time of the year. No one who really knows wine buys wine in a supermarket except during except the wine fair. During the wine fair. And so today the is the autumn. second day of the wine fair. Exactly. It was closed today. And it was a fail because uh, I don't know why the 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 the, the where the the, the, cl the shop was closed. So anyway, anyway. we didn't do it. <laughs> but uh, we were on our feet uh, very early and we decided that today we are going to do something extremely different. Uh, actually, this is something we have in mind since a long time, darling. I think a few years, yeah. We've t you know, those ideas that you have and that you, you just know that you have to do, but then time passes and you haven't done them. So today we're going to take a stab. Yes, and we're going to do something that we never did. So, okay, you know, probably if you follow this uh, YouTube channel or this podcast, you have a little bit of an idea of the way we express ourselves. We rarely prepare a lot. We just have a few notes here and there. We have a theme in our head, but we have a few references, but nothing more because we like, and obviously you like also the way the way we express ourselves. It's kind of free talks about like, subjects. Like you who are listening and watching. I don't know if you are a preparing person or someone who prepares a lot, or if you prefer maybe to do things on the fly. You, you know, the more we do this, the more we find we're more successful when we prepare to just a small degree and yes. then do things more on the fly, as we yes. say. But today we're going to push this way further than usual okay. because we're going to make an experiment or do you say experiment or experimentation? We I don't say know. Both. Okay. What's the most beautiful way? Let's say we're doing an experiment. Let's do an experiment. We have one idea in head, but we have no idea if it's going to take us 10 minutes, 45 minutes, two hours, three months, three years to cover the subject. And the subject is, uh, I married this beautiful woman and we, we are living together for, uh, let's say, to put it simply, almost a decade now. Yes. And uh, so I married an American woman and this beautiful american woman married uh this beautiful frenchman i'm joking <laughs> and <serious>? uh, <laughs> and uh, uh we have been noticing during all these years so many cultural differences okay crazy cultural differences oh just as an example will you pass me the tissue over there oh yeah sure oh, what, what, what is it it's an example oh, of a cultural you, difference thank you. <clears throat> 
Okay. okay. Well, well, she will never do this in America, putting the tissue. Normally, the first time I used the tissue, uh, I That's was at the a table. <laughs> We're comparing Europe to America. Yeah, but let me finish what I say. The first time I used the tissue, I was at a table, and everybody, everybody was looking at me like I was falling from the moon, literally. Yes. Because you don't use a tissue, you oh, go to no. the toilets. Oh, yeah. no, you go yeah. to the toilet and do this. Well, I've seen my father and my uncles just blowing their nose at the table for all my life. You know, so oh, there's wait. some difference. I've been in so many businesses meetings in Europe where the women are just taking out a big tissue and just um, like a, sounding like a horn in front of everybody <laughs> without even blinking. Yeah. Also, uh, it, took a, it took us exactly four minutes and 50, four minutes and 50 seconds <laughs> to, to tell to you the, the title because we only have one title. And listen to us. If you like it, maybe it can become a series. We even consider uh, dedicating a YouTube or at least a podcast channel to that. And the title of this show is... The life of an American woman in France and the life of a Frenchman in America. And I guess there's so many differences we noticed over the years. Our first intent was to write a book, darling, on that, right? And we may still, we'll see. Well, we may still write a book on that. But uh, so let's discuss this because there's so many things to say. And the first thing to say is that when you are, when the first time I arrived in America, it was a shock for me. Mm. So many differences. And the first mm. time you started Man, to yeah, live, of course. Uh, it was a big shock. Things so I never expected, of course. Okay, let's try it. So now from now, nothing's prepared. We're just going to try to express a few ideas and exchange a few, um, a few experiences together. And if you like this, let us know. And we may transform this in something more recurrent because there's so many interesting things. You know that cultural difference is so interesting to study it is and you know Hugo just did a what six minute intro okay in america that doesn't happen you know we do our 30 second intro and get straight to the subject yeah. but he likes to nuance the subject massage it take his time and you know a lot of people but that's, actually that, love that they that's love much that more interesting you. than to say what are the cultural differences between france and america but yeah but that is that was a shock to me because i was getting nervous i'm like oh my god it's been six minutes what okay, you gotta get to the point okay this is when i first arrived to europe but now you've taught me to relax okay so my first question to you is what was the most shocking thing that you noticed i don't say when you visited france as a tourist now when you started to share the life with me in front, what was the most um, shocking thing, the thing that really made you feel that you were not in the same country and maybe on the same planet? Okay, well, um, I'm going to give two examples. Yes. The most ground-shaking, um, amazing, uh, eye-opening, freak-me-out, incredible thing I noticed is that you do not have to worry about health care when you're here. You're taken care of. And health care is probably one of the top three or four things that Americans stress about. You I know, agree. credit cards, health care, appearance. Okay, um, there's sure there's a lot many more much more important things. So these just popped into my head. But healthcare is enormously stressed taxes. Healthcare is very stress stressful. Mm. Here, no one is worried about healthcare at all. In yeah. fact, I had to go to the hospital once. I wasn't even asked for an identification. You didn't have just, your social security card. No, it was in progress. But you know what? 
No one cared. They treated me. They gave me everything I need. It wasn't just maintenance treatment. It was full treatment. They yeah. helped me heal. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I got an invoice in the mail for... <laughs> 28 euros. 28 euros. Yeah, yeah. And I had the same experience with you on the reverse side in America where we went to the emergency room and you had insurance. And yes. even with the insurance out of pocket, you were more than two or 3,000 euros. We went to three different doctors. All three of them said, go to the emergency room. And I went to the emergency mm. room, had a, a stomach problem for three weeks. And yeah. guess what? I got a bill for $2,400 after an IV mm. and a few tests. So we're not yeah. going And I had um, insurance. Yeah. We, we, we could, anyway, spend, we could yeah, spend hours okay. and hours speaking I, about yeah, that. But in, in, in a nutshell, I agree with you because that was shocking for me on the reverse side. That is yes. to say, uh, I'm asthmatic. Uh, I don't have health coverage. So it's the same shock. Yeah, uh, I don't have health coverage in America. And the first time, uh, I don't remember how I, I went short on my, um, you know, Ventoline, you call it albuterol. Yes. Uh, and um, and uh, in France, it costs uh, €3.92. Euro it was cents. discovered in the 70s. It's it was almost $80. It was $80. That is to say it was, uh, it's not even 10 times, it's 20 times more expensive. And when you look look at that and you said there's something wrong with that but we have to explain something because when we speak about that when we exchange about this subject with american people uh, they say yes but you pay much more taxes than we do exactly. and you somehow you pay the same amount and i want to declare officially in front of this microphone with no pressure for anybody this is not True. Depending on whether an entrepreneur or not. Yes, if you're an entrepreneur, uh, it's difficult in France because you yes, are heavily taxed. Difficult. But if you are middle class or upper middle class, you just make a normal living. You have kids. Uh, healthcare oh. is basically taken off your salary, and it's oh. free. Healthcare is a breeze unless you pay employees and you're a business owner. Okay, yes. then you're going to feel some heavy tax burden. Uh, that's another But subject that we're going to address. Heavy insurance yeah. bills anyway. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I agree with you. This yeah. is shocking. That was uh, your shock too? Well, I mean, of course it is a shock when you ask $80 for a spray of albuterol. Of course it is a shock. I was taking also another thing, which is an inhaled corticoid. In France, we consider it extremely expensive. Uh, if you have insurance, you pay it, I don't know, $7, uh, 7 euros. And if you don't have insurance, you pay it $14, which is expensive for us for mm-hmm. a medication. Mm-hmm. Uh, in America, we're $380. Yeah, And that, that, I didn't take it. That's crazy. Uh, no, so, you said it's, no. uh, yeah. so there's something wrong. I'm not saying that one system mm. is better than the other one. What I'm saying is that I've seen many people super stressed in America about healthcare. Right. And we're carrying that burden on your back and then you see people who don't even have the burden at all. That's yep. really surprising. Yeah, so are we going to go into theories about pharma and everything mm. that something's wrong? Something is really, Something is going really on. wrong. Okay. So now let's wait, take, wait, can yeah? I just tell you the other one? It's very quick. The of other course. super big shock is when we all had a pizza dinner. Yes. And um, we were at a pizzeria. And when uh, the pizza came out, everyone had 
an entire pizza for themselves. Oh, wow. You, you switched to pharma to the pizza directly. Yeah, this was my other huge shock because <laughs> who gets a whole pizza for themselves? Well, Us? now I'm used to it. But no, in America, you have a pizza in the middle, maybe two, and everyone takes one slice. Mm -hmm. And so I had to just throw that out there yeah. to, to lighten And we eat up. it with a fork and a knife. You eat your pizza with a fork and a knife. Yeah. No, I know. It's insane. And then I feel ridiculous picking mine up, but I don't care. I'm not going to eat my pizza with a fork and a knife. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, yeah, <laughs> these are heavy cultural difference. But everything, you know, even the most trivial thing, it must the most little detail because we, we spoke in the same sentence about healthcare, which is a major subject for human beings, and eating a pizza. But both of these uh, tells a lot about yes. a civilization, It tells does. a lot. And this is the idea of this new kind of talk we're going to have, I don't know, in every week, every month, every year. We don't really know. We have no plan for the moment. But I like to browse these ideas and mix them and see what we can take away from that because it is very interesting. What The best shock I had when I uh, first arrived in America was a positive one, I must admit. Uh, it was how much people were fascinated with French people and with anything mm. related mm. to France. And yes, for me, true. I can really, I really promise you, it was an enormous shock because we you had, really had no idea. We have no clue. We have no clue in France that um, when I say I'm from France, people are, are you from France? And then on top of that, I explain I'm from Paris. I say, are you from Paris? And then when I said, well, if I get to know the people a little bit more that my name in the media is called the Parisian Gentleman, it's like people are, are looking at, like I don't know. Like a star falling from the sky. Exactly, onto exactly. Their we That's have true. no idea in France, believe me, we have no idea how the word French Oh, France is literally mesmerizing It's true, people. and Hugo is even saying, why, are it, why does this refrigerator, why are they saying it has French doors? Why is that called <laughs> yeah. French mustard? What is French dressing? Yes. I mean, and there was a lot of things called... French vanilla. Yeah, Fr why French, uh, French vanilla? vanilla? We don't produce vanilla in France. Uh, French, uh, yeah, I've seen so many things. So I understood after one, because I'm not, yes. I'm, I'm quite, well, I mean, I can see things. Yes. Uh, it's also a trick, because you have such a romanticized view of France in general that anything you put French on it, you can sell it 30% more. Am I correct? In a lot of places, you are correct. Yeah. And so the thing for us, and it's good, it's a message I want to share with my uh, fellow French people, is that uh, we, don't, we, we don't realize that our culture, uh, our image is still good. I thought our image was extremely degraded around the world. We have the impression that we are looked like, you know, um, like a, uh, we, were, we were among the leaders as country recently. And then we have the impression in France we always complain about everything. And we really have the, this idea that we were not in the leading oh. countries anymore. Don't forget French fries, sorry. But okay, listen, I have something that is sort of a subject that's hard to define, but there are two big myths, one French and one America, okay. that um, I'll throw out there. Yes. Okay. Remember when we were listening to the news yes. and we heard about, you know, a review about the wall coming down. 
Um, oh, you mean the, yes, the Berlin Wall? The Berlin Wall. <laughs> Do you remember what I said? Yeah, you said you said to me one day, "Oh, the Berlin, the Ber the War of Berlin fell because Ronald Reagan once said to Mr. Gorbachev, Mr. Mr. Gorbachev." Take down that wall. And believe it or not, all the Americans, they believe... They really think that a lot believe. of people think Ronald Reagan is the That the wall Ronald Reagan, he just said... Just so infuriated. <laughs> Keep going, sorry. Well, I mean, it's just because it is not true. It oh, will be so that easy now. that Mr. Reagan said like a cowboy, oh, Mr. Gorbachev, please be nice to me. Take down that wall. It never happened like that. <laughs> This is an enormous story over years and years between François Mitterrand and Helmut Kohl and Michael Gorbachev. And this is the story of the glasnost of the perestroika. It's, an, it's years, probably a decade of diplomatic meeting and everything has been prepared of from course, the inside. I know that it's, now. it's not Ronald Reagan saying... Take down. This is a myth. It is. It is. Okay. And what about this one? How many times have we been? I'm stepping onto the airplane, and you see, and I see um, a French family with a baby that's just a, such a sweet, kind baby, sleeping calmly. And I go, yeah, you know, in America, we all say the French women drug their babies. This is a myth. It is not true, and we I've still we still so argue times, about that. And it's that. really true. Every time we're on a plane, all the babies are sleeping with the because French families, French babies, and all the other babies are screaming. Because French babies are educated. They But don't. You do. even said when you were little, your mom gave you like Tylenol. Oh, because or I was something. an hyper nervous yeah. young kid. No, 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 no. It, it is not true. I will. Well, we will check on these uh, figures on that. But this well, is there's no way to know. This is another miss. Uh, let's continue. As, uh, as at the moment you have an idea coming about cultural reform, we hope it's entertaining <laughs> for you. Is it entertaining, Cosmos? Our our director is Greek. Oh yeah, so, Cosmos. If you have a Greek cultural. Fact. Oh well, uh, we will speak. This is a long story. <laughs> have a sign. Yeah. So anytime you have something coming into our mind, but it's just top of mind. You understand? This is a pure experiment. It's almost surrealistic what we do. We have no idea where we are going. But listen to this one. Um, I don't understand how you people in America, you pay so much money for having 400 TV channels and looking at advertisement 80% of the time. How do you do that? Well, the times have changed. Now we're all streaming. Yes. So, you know, that uh, three or four years ago... We just tolerated it because we didn't have a choice. So we didn't know anything different. But then mm -hmm. we, when we came to France, when yeah. I came to France, prime time, it's like illegal to have advertisements well, uh, or something. Well, the reality is that crazy. the three national TV channels, the most important, Channel 1, 2, and 3, which are probably gathering, uh, actually it's Channel 2, 3, 5, uh, national TV, after uh, 8.30, no more advertisement. That's nice. We want to leave people alone a little bit so it's very french mm. i think it's it's a french exception and also you never stop a football game or you never stop a rugby game except half time mm -hmm. for advertisement but when i went to america and i've seen a football game and there were stopping we're for trying advertisement. to watch the news channel and yeah. then they kept cutting in i think yeah. we're trying to watch a news channel yeah but it's really incredible the here. amount of advertisement this is brainwashing my well, friends maybe so but you know advertising is an art as well and during the super bowl 
every, uh, you know, early winter of every year, the advertising's awesome. Everyone loves to watch the ads. Yes. You guys don't have that in, in uh, football, which is soccer in Europe, mm-hmm. and um, the rugby, World Cup, and yep. championship. You don't get to enjoy advertising like that. Yeah, of course, of course. So but it's the flip side. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now let's be a little bit positive for America because it's so easy because, okay, uh, the point is that we spend more time each year in Europe than in America. I would say we spend six or seven months mm-hmm. per year in, in Europe, in France, and, forth, right, and right. three or four months yeah. in America, depending, depending on the year. Depending depending. On the year. We were confined in America uh, um, for the, 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 the confinement. We were in North Georgia. Mm. So, uh, But I, there's also a lot of things that I really like I see, in I America. I see that you're looking at. Let me throw something at you. Yes. What changed in your life since you went to America? Did something change you? Uh, well, yeah, of course something changed me because there's something also which is, um, um, uh, well, okay, I don't want once again to, to be too, too much cliche, but that's the, some things that are true in America. Yes. Is that if you are, uh, you don't rely on the government or on the president or on the governor or on the authorities to uh, do what you have to do in life. And this is extremely, um, you, you, you notice this immediately in France, was something going wrong when you lose your job or when you, whatever, you immediately blame the government. You mm. immediately ask the president to come and clean your garden, literally. You immediately complain and go in the street and demonstrate. Uh, you remember one day uh, the, the consultation to a doctor was about to raise up two euros and people went in the street and went on strike because they were fighting for their right. Well, uh, in America, uh, it's totally different. It means that you don't, you count on yourself. Mm. And then if you work hard and if you have, Americans love initiatives mm-hmm. and they love success. And yes. they even worship success. Maybe in too France, much. they don't like that oh if you're gosh. too successful. Listen to that. Can you imagine that I was quite successful with my blog, Parisian Gentleman, and the first two books I published, I was signed by a publisher from London. Mm-hmm. And can you imagine I was, I was writing in French. My books, two books, were translated in English. You, you co-wrote the second mm-hmm. with me. Then, after a while, a French publisher said, oh, maybe it's not bad to publish it in, front, in French. And so it was retranslated from English to French, although I'm a French person. So nobody is a prophet in his own country. But it's, uh, yeah, this is... Um, um, well, you're respected in America if you're successful. Here, yes. you're almost looked down on if you're well, I mean, too it's a, successful. It's suspect almost. Yeah. Yeah, that's when, true. when you are too successful. Do you so, want to know what changed me? I'm sorry? Would you like to know what changed me? I'm going to ask you the question. What, what is the major thing that changed inside yourself? Okay, you, you know, might as a person know uh, Since okay. you are in, living in so, France. So when you go and I first met, I had the hair straightener. I was straightening my hair. I had, I don't know, 30 cosmetic brands. I had... Um, a lot of different things that I was concerned with, with, with my clothes. I had, my head was full. Like I was worried about muscle tone in each area of my um, body. I was, um, uh, seeing if I was too pale. Um, I was, I was just 
checking myself in the mirror a lot. And you know what? After a few years of being here, I can see that the way that the French women live is so much easier. And I have just adopted that. And I, you know what? I may have a few wrinkles. I might have a bad... We love that. I might have a bad hair day. Yeah. Um, you know, I might have a little flaw here and there. And I just don't worry about it as much anymore. And mm. also, when I came to France, guess what? When I went to a restaurant... The women there were eating dessert, <laughs> and I was freaked out. I was like, "They're and then they ate they ate before dessert. They ate cheese, mm-hmm. and course. they looked like they were in good condition." Yeah. And I was like, "Because oh, I was like counting cal- every calorie too." Yeah. And so now I I eat a little cheese sometimes. I'll even have a dessert, and so I'm more at ease here. I'm more at ease as a human being, mm. and I like that. That's what changed me. That's cool. Uh, me, I can I change something also. Um, that's something. Uh, um, let's talk about the good experience in America I had because I had a few good okay, experience yes. uh, also because um, you know it would be easy. To, to say, okay, what is bad in front? What is bad in America? But that's also something that are really good. I, or um, I think that, the, I don't know, maybe it's the South. We live in a, a 100 yeah, miles. Yeah, but we've been all over the U.S. Yeah, but 100 miles uh, north of Atlanta, mm-hmm. so in North mm-hmm. Georgia. We can say it's rural America. Is it yeah, rural America? Yeah, if you America? go out of Atlanta it's for an south. hour, it's, yeah. it is. More, and yes. there's a lot of things that I appreciate, I must admit. I'm becoming a southern guy. I do Would you make south. me the pleasure to speak a little bit with a southern accent for just one second? Give it a go. Yeah, please do it for me. I love it. Okay, what you growing out there in your garden? It's looking pretty good. You got any maters? I got I maters. See some cucumbers over there. <laughs> no, I'm being very. That's that's more Appalachian. Or you could be like, uh, oh, it's very, uh, very elite and beautiful in Southern Georgia. They they speak like my dad is an attorney, and he has been since in North Carolina before he came to Georgia. And it's a really beautiful, yeah. very fanciful way to speak. I so love it when just you do depends. that. It just depends what the South you're speaking about. So the thing is that I found in the South, and I must confess it, and I really love it, because now I can say now I'm still... Uh, you know, people are looking at me. Sometimes they call me madam, specifically when I look at me from the back. But um, uh, I, I found some kind of warmth. People from the South are, are kind. Uh, there's something that I discovered... Uh, that was really like a revelation to me. Uh, I remember this story with your son. He had a flat tire and, you know, all these people, they all have these monster trucks. You know, we can't can't have this in Europe because... Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but the price of the the gas is one-third, so you can have V12, V6 or whatever. And then your son said, hey, you go come and help me because I have a flat tire and have this monster truck. And I said, I I don't even know how to change a a nail. I put a nail in, in the wall I, I, I don't, I'm not even sure I changed one wheel in my whole life. So I just came there to try to help, but we didn't know what to do. And then all of a sudden, uh, without even uh, noticing it, we saw two guys were under the truck working on it, two big guys, not hello, 
not uh, hello sir not do you need help they were working on it mm -hmm. and then another guy was passing by with a with a car and he threw them a tool and said oh i guess guys you need this tool it's going to be um, better for you and then they repaired the um, the wheel we and they didn't the say parking lot of home depot a uh, uh, home depot or walmart in between both exactly and then the guy disappeared they didn't say Goodbye. They didn't say hello. They didn't say they, they were not waiting for a reward or for a thank you. I think it's a kind of an attitude. It really changed. And you know, these are, it's in small details that in, you understand. In this part of the United States, people are willing to put their whole bodies in, just in to help another human being, just yes. to engage themselves because they are, just have this sense that they are supposed to help each other. Yes. I remember in France at a checkout counter, a woman um, dropped, uh, I think it was a banana on the <laughs> ground. Yes. And I bent down to pick it uh, up for do her that. and gave it to her. And she looked at me like I had three heads. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I was just picking up her fruit. So you see, it's very strange. <laughs> it's strange. So on the one side, you can say, because the first thing also you notice when you are in America, it's all about, you discover some kind of a, I would say, what can I say the word without shocking anyone? Kind of a selfish culture. Because you have to perform in America. You don't have the protection of the government. Healthcare costs a lot of money. Uh, education, education, that's another big subject, costs a lot of money. So you have to fight. You have to, you know, yeah. and then it makes some kind of a selfish, you really try to gather the maximum thing. And then in France, it's a little bit different because, uh, you know, it's, it's more a social approach, not a socialist, but a social democracy, we call it. But still, it's interesting because uh, what, um, you have this idea of the people being very selfish and wanted to overperform, but at the same time, they help you without asking for anything in return. So you see, there's a lot yeah. of nuances. It is, and in even everything. in a conversation, uh, people in America, they want to understand what you're saying. It's very important for them. And, and I think it's because, you know, American is, we're not that old. We're 200 and, uh, what, 40, 50 years old. It's, we're not that old of a, a country. Nope. And so we want to learn. Yeah. So when someone's trying to make a point, we're really engaged in trying to understand what the other person's, person's speaking about because mm -hmm. we want to expand our own knowledge. And I notice in Europe, it's not so much like that. A lot of people think they already know That's a right. lot of things and they're not as engaged mm -hmm. when the other person's speaking. What about uh, something that we often discuss together? It's that there's something that on the other hand are really shocked me a little bit in America is how people become extremely quickly judgmental. Oh. That is to say, because yeah. I have the impression that, and I'm sorry, uh, ladies and gentlemen, if we go, you know, we go from pizza to judgmental to maybe we're going to speak about religion later and politics or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I think that there's a, okay, let's take Paris, for example, or, you know, you know people are mixed. You can see there's no suburbs uh, for elite, there's mm -hmm. no everything. Oh, okay, of course, you have some uh, towns that are more expensive than others and so on, areas, but it's there's a lot of um, but in America, we have the impression that everything is organized and it's very judgmental. If you live there, it means you made less than 
whatever thousand dollars it's and and even in there's your a action, tier system i think of uh success uh, how successful a person is and, and that doesn't exist here we could no. have a dinner with um a neighbor who retired from the candy factory yes um with the vegetables we love her it's our and, we, and it's a our, vegetable stand exactly man yeah. and uh, the bartender a doctor yeah. a yes. pharmacist yes. and uh, it's all together you don't and, do this in america too not, much not really and so no Nobody even thinks about the other person's occupation. We're thinking about more about enjoying the evening. Mm-hmm. In America, there is a strata system where so it's real. It's not only an impression. Like tend to gather together. Together. You mean what? What I felt is real. It's not yeah, some only exception. An impression. Maybe if if somebody's in your neighborhood, you may not care what their profession is or how much money they make. If mm. they happen to live near you, you're, they're just your friend. Mm. But I think people in America do tend to together in groups. Yes, and, and that's something themselves. which is uh, okay. Let's 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 work on something a little bit more complex, maybe to debate um, specifically for France, because you never debate that in mm-hmm. my country normally. Because it's it's some kind of a paradox. Because having this kind of a... I would not go as far as to call this a caste system, but it's not far from being a caste system. You could describe it uh, like that. This is uh, extremely non-Christian in the approach. Uh, but on the other hand, you are the country of Christianity uh, these days, of pr- Protestantism, and even Catholicism is progressing very fast. Don't you see a kind of a paradox i do see the paradox but what bothers me the most is when someone meets someone who's very successful maybe a famous to some level and that person changes their own persona i've seen these many times to elevate themselves to impress the person Mm -hmm. they completely like do a metamorphosis of who they really are because they're 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 in the presence of somebody they consider superior yes and this always bothers me for mm. some reason mm. even when you were american in america you already to bothers see that you change in a person's essence because they're trying to for benefit somehow from knowing an, this person they consider wealthier more popular mm. or however you want to term yeah, it yeah yeah on a more light note um when sonia was explaining when i met her i remember uh what was she was saying was true she was very concerned about uh, you know her appearance and how she was the hair were done and the nails were done and everything. Yes, and now, yes, you know what? Right. <laughs> you are more beautiful now, darling. Oh, maybe. Because uh, just... uh, we value natural uh, things in in France. And I think it's more a European approach also. We don't have this um, idea that all... Because all the girls at the end, all the women, if you really go far into uh, for example, surgery and stuff like that, they all look the same. At the end, they have to I say hear this no. A lot. I hear yeah. this a lot. And it's something which is not very developed in this mm. country. Let's talk now about a subject which is important. Once again, it's an experiment. We are talking in 33 minutes. Oh, I well, hope we're not boring. Anyway. Yeah. And um, let's, let's speak a, bit, a little bit now about something a little bit more profound and a little bit more, uh, which is very important, two subjects. First subject is the subject of education. This is something that we don't understand in this country that if you want, okay, everybody say you can have a scholarship, but well, the vast majority of the people who make it uh, to the high level university, they have to have an extraordinary big loan or to have extraordinary rich parents if they want to make it. And for us, it sounds like the ultimate 
injustice on this planet. What do you think about that? Well, you know, that was a surprise when I came to, to Europe to see that uh, education's free. Mm -hmm. Almost and, free, let's say. And I mean, minor expenses, but yeah. overall free. And in, in America, uh, if your parents have a lot of money, it's not going to be a problem for you because uh, your university, your private school will be paid. Mm -hmm. uh, if you weren't so fortunate to be born into a family yeah. uh, with financial resources to send you to school, then there you have options. You can work and go to school at the same time, yes. which is difficult and demanding and can be very stressful. Especially nowadays, it's it's difficult to to have a livelihood nowadays. Or you can take out a student loan, which is highly enforced in terms of paying back in full, or you face some serious consequences. Mm. Um, so you you'll have to carry that burden perhaps for years of that student loan. Mm. And this is a key difference between America. And it Europe. is major. I remember I have a personal story on that. One of my good friends, he was a high executive. Um, his name was Jason. I'm not going to say his full name. Mm -hmm. He was a high executive for Siemens Diagnostic, you know, the, <coughs> sorry, uh, these imagery machines, you know, for um, uh, CAT scans, stuff like that. He was at a high level. He was the CEO of the French branch. And one day, I, he was so happy. And I looked at him and said, well, Jason, what's happening to you? He said, ah, oh, this is such a good day for me today because I'm 42 years old and I finished paying back my student loan. At 42? At 42 years old. Oh. So he went to some wow. high-level university, but mm -hmm. he, he had to wait until 42 years old mm -hmm. to pay back. So imagine you, um, you do a university, you have a student loan, and then you get married, and then you take a mortgage. Mm -hmm. How do you do? I mean, you are literally cuffed by the banks that's, very that's early. It's the state of the system. That's how it is. And the number and of credit cards. And people in Europe can't even understand that. Speak about credit cards, because that's something oh, which is okay, incredible. Maybe, I'm sorry, it may not be very sartorial, okay, but it's a, it's a big it's a, issue. Well, we're culture and society uh, website, so, and also Yes, of talk. course, so no problem. it's applicable. Yes. Uh, credit card is probably the number one problem, financial problem in America. Yeah. Um, the ability to get credit and to spend up to 30, 40, 50. I know some people that even own, owe up to a hundred thousand um, dollars. One hundred thousand in credit. Yes. Card. And if you miss a payment, your interest rate can go up to 29%. If you can imagine. Wow. So you're paying mainly interest if you're not able to really knock out some of that uh, principle of your debt mm -hmm. and you literally um, are affected. Your health is affected because you're worrying, you're stressed, uh, your financial situation is affected because you have less money to, to pay for the necessities. Yes. Um, and your, your countenance as a person changes because you're carrying this load on your back in Europe. You can't carry a credit no, card balance because it's illegal. The mm. bank takes what you owe every month. At the end of the month. And this was uh, shocking for me. It's not, it doesn't even exist. This stress yeah, in, in right. France, yeah. they don't even know what you're talking but about. But your card can be declined more easily because uh, you have you don't go over a certain amount every now. But me, when, when we were first living together, 
Mm-hmm. I was stressed because it, how are we going to pay this at the end of the month? And then I didn't understand that you don't have to pay it at the end of the month. You can carry it for, and the more, the you longest you carry it, you carry it, the happiest the credit card company is. Oh, they love that. They make so much money in interest. It's insane. Yeah. And you would, you were so excited. I'm like, no, we're paying it off. You don't yeah. know how miserable it is to roll <laughs> this over. Yeah, this is really, uh, this is a really uh, strange thing. It's heavy on the people. Very you know? heavy. Well, I think globally, it's not if we can about say, enough. yeah, I think globally anything around money is heavy in the life of every people around the world. Yes. But specifically in America, it's yes. like, um, it's very heavy because on one side, there's a kind of a worship Mm-hmm. which is good of success. When mm-hmm. you're successful, people are not throwing stones at you like they do in Europe. Literally in Europe, you're suspicious. They're suspicious when you are, uh, all of a sudden, you are a rich man. No, it mm-hmm. means that you abuse other people. That's the European and specifically the French way of thinking. Yes. If you are successful, it means you're abusing others. Mm-hmm. In your country, it's the reverse. But on the other hand, uh, possessions are so important. And I would like to tackle another subject, maybe a little bit, light but yes, uh, lighter but before you go on let me make one statement yes uh the thing that's the same uh universally we could say is the subject of taxes everyone's miserable with taxes <laughs> yeah, so don't feel like you're different so yeah, continue that's for sure um i would like to tackle something which is eminently enjoyable uh well i would like to um, i'm just taking two notes Uh, The first thing is uh, eminently enjoyable in America is that you can find everything you want uh, Um, almost 24-7. You can go to the supermarket, you can go to the restaurant, you can go at any time, more or less, you can find something. And of course, in Europe... Nobody works, for example, you want to go even to the supermarket here. Uh, we have a handy handyman supermarket. We wanted to buy something between one between 12.30 and 2 o'clock. It is closed, closed because right. people... The they, hours are strange. Yes. They're closing a lot. And you can, if you want an item of clothing, a piece of jewelry, any, I mean, it's gonna, you can find an aff- affordable alternative or you can buy the best. Yeah. I almost cried today because I found a beautiful garlic press. I can testify. My wife cried, had, had tears in her eyes because she found a garlic press. <laughs> because I've been cutting little pieces of garlic for so long because I couldn't find... <laughs> Garlic press. Of course, I could use Amazon, but I try not to be an Amazon slave. Mm-hmm. So, but I was so happy to find yeah. this garlic press. And but how many times? For granted in America. How many times it happened to us in Italy? We wanted to eat at five o'clock in the no, afternoon, and it's closed. impossible. Same in France. How late do they wait in Spain? They wait really late. Oh, open. in Spain they eat at ten o'clock at night. It's yeah, another I think culture. They open at nine. Yeah, or something. It's but in Europe and specifically in France, if you want to have dinner in the afternoon, except in Paris. Yes. And well, I mean, only in some places, but you can't eat before 7, 7.30 at night. It's impossible. Yeah. And you know what? Sometimes you'll go to a restaurant in America and you'll get there about 10 minutes early and they'll say, okay, come on in. Don't worry. Come on in. Because, you know, in America, we tip yeah. our servers. Okay. There's no tipping necessary in France. You can leave a couple of euros here mm-hmm. and there and if make, you really, make the server really happy. Really happy. Yeah. But if it's 10 till uh, closing time mm-hmm. and... Technically, you should be able to enter that restaurant. They'll mm. go, 
No, yeah. we're 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 ready to close now. You can't come in. I remember They're, my wife trying to attract the attention. You were very nervous at the beginning because we were sitting at a restaurant or our cafe and nobody was coming because nobody really cared. You know, you really have to make yourself visible so that somebody you arrive in America, they literally jump on you and make you a lecture. I'm gonna be your waiter today. How are you guys doing? If you need anything, you. guys and blah 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 and blah blah blah. Yes, and in board. France You really have to jump on the table sometimes. To get attention. To get attention. Well, you have one server for every 30 people. Exactly. And the guy doesn't really care. His job no. is not to be nice with you. He no. doesn't care because he's paid 15% out of the bill automatically. So mm -hmm. I don't know what which system is the best. In terms of service, I prefer America by far yes. but in terms of comfort you don't have to calculate you don't you just i prefer france see i sort of prefer europe france because you're not stressed out about tipping they it's already taken out you don't have to worry about it you pay the bill you go mm. and i don't know if they always work in the 15 or not yeah yeah it's, it's every it's single time yeah yeah it's the rule it's called it's written it's i think it's all it's mandatory it has to be written service 15 is really? included in the bill okay. so You don't have to tip, and uh, and most of the time the people don't tip. Or if you're really happy right. that the waiter or the cook or whatever was really outstanding, uh, it, is, tell, it is it is it is a secret too. I'm sorry. I'll tell you a little secret too, but since we're talking, I like about, when she 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 go down with the voice. It might be a nice secret. Culinary practices. So in. Okay, I know some Americans like, oh, I do this anyway, it's not a big deal. But okay, in France, if you put your knife in your left hand and your fork in your right hand, people look at you like you lost your mind. You literally have to put your fork in your left hand, your knife in your right hand, and eat with your left hand. Of course. With your fork. Okay, in America, only certain circles know that. Another thing is when you toast. It's bizarre because I just, I never thought about that. I just, I just think, of course you eat with your knife on the right yes, hand. Yes, it, it's very important. It, it, no matter if you're right-handed or left-handed, no, it doesn't yeah, matter. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Another thing is when you um, toast, and most circles in France, when you How would you say, um, uh, what, do you, what would you call it when you clean, clean glass? Yeah, we say chiching when you, when you, ching, when you, when you salute, Strat when you, I don't know how you say issue. that. So, you so don't even you, have a name for when that. You, when you touch glasses. We say tranqué in French. Okay. When yeah. you touch glasses. Yes. You look at the person in the eye. Yeah. So you're looking at the person in the eye. And so the people in France, you know, if, if there's uh, people around who aren't from France mm -hmm. and they're not looking in the eye of people, then there's a little bit of, ah, uh, okay, that person doesn't know what mm -hmm. he or she's doing. It's a yeah. code, let's say it's a code. Uh, we call it to cheers maybe in your yeah, country? Cheers. Okay, to cheers, yeah. Well, this is a, uh, okay, uh, it leads us to another question that oh, I have. Don't it. cross glasses either. I'm sorry? You're not crossing glasses. When you're it's, chairs, you uh, yeah. don't cross glasses. It's superstitions we sorry, have. Sorry, baby, I get carried away. No, no, no. It's, uh, but the, 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 the cheers, it's, first of all, it's very important for us. Uh, very important. And, uh, and yes, you have to do eye contact. So there's a lot of explanation for that. I will not go too far no, into that explanation. But it's, it's a kind of, um, yeah, it's a reference for us that uh, it's better to do eye contact. Maybe it also have something to do with respect or friendship. 
you know, you really get eye contact. And I, I remember you and even some American guests we have sometimes, of course, because we have family yes. in America that visits us. They are a little bit lost because they have the impression they're going to lose something in their glass if they don't look at their glass and they make they're eye contact. Other. Or yeah. everyone just throws their glasses together and sometimes the glass is broken and yeah. it, it's, it's insane. Yeah. The first time also when I was in America, it was, uh, it was very surprising for me, but it became something that I like to do afterwards, but for other personal reasons, is that uh, uh, having a prayer before eating. Yes. Uh, we never do that. And I, I can go even further than that. Praying out loud. Yes. This is something, okay, we, I'm Christian. We are Christian. It's a secret for uh, nobody. And we are very happy with that. Uh, we are not here to evangelize anybody, but we are Christian and we live our faith with a lot of liberty and freedom. And you know, in France, it's not easy to do that because That's it's considered right. as to, it has to remain a personal thing. But the thing is that the first time I heard somebody, first of all, praying before eating was a shock for me. I was, I was, I had the impression I was looking at a TV show, <laughs> you know, of a Hollywood movie, you know, when they do this. And the second time is when one of my friends who became my pastor, uh, uh, pray, decided to pray out loud, proud, prayed out loud, uh, in front of me, quoting my name. And that was an enormous shock for me because for us, Anything that has to do with faith and religion and God and Jesus and your, your intimate conviction has to remain. It's a private subject and we rarely, rarely share. And it's it, controlled by law here in terms of wearing symbols like a cross. Yes, in public spaces, like uh, Especially at school. Especially public school yeah, or school. in a government building or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's it's a true. difficult it's subject true. actually. We can tackle it for five minutes, but uh, the law has been criticized all over Europe. We are the only country in the world who um, well you don't have the right they call it ostentatious signs of your religion at school or in public services yes. if you are uh, I don't know a bus driver or if you are a policeman or if you are just a, a student at school you don't have the right normally to wear a cross mm -hmm. or to wear a kippah. That was surprising. Well, I mean, it, it is highly, highly against, uh, I don't know what which amendments about freedom of expression, the First Amendment of the Constitution well, of America. Yes, yes. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're free to express who you are. Exactly. And there's no discrimination according to your religion. Yeah, yeah. And that's very annoying for... Um, I don't like this law at all, personally. Well, there's also some abuses because the Muslim community, they have a tendency to hide their... Well, well, well today, this well, is no more problem. Everybody's wearing a mask, wearing so a mask anyway. But yes, well, also I now, can understand this. Better. But we've been pushing. But that will be maybe another talk if we decide to continue this series of talk That's between right. the cultural difference uh, about you know all this. We are in a dictatorship of tolerance and, and cultural mixing here because it can, we push it very very far. I don't say why well, we couldn't mix. I was raised with Muslims and people of other religion all my life. My friends when I was a kid were called. Mohammed and Karim, and it, it, we didn't have any problem with that yeah, until things changed a lot, didn't they? Yeah, and you know, even in New York City, and yeah. now as I'm so sorry with COVID happening, everything's so different. But in New York City, it was a big melting pot of different people, yeah. and the energy was so it's fantastic, high and it was just beautiful. It's fantastic, but at the wow. same time, there's uh, some abuse. This is complex uh, um, uh, subject that we may tackle one day or another. Let, let's finish. Uh, let's continue. We, we did already 15 minutes. Let's do an hour, another 10 <laughs> okay. minutes. Uh, let's 
let's speak a little bit now about our subject. Okay, people, uh, people, I'm sorry to say people. Okay, my friends, Thank ladies you. and gentlemen, if you are waiting for a tutorial talk on style, on, uh, uh, well, you had to wait uh, 50 minutes, but let's talk style a little bit. Oh, quickly. okay, okay. Come back to our subject. Yes. Uh, did you notice a real difference between the way um, men are dressing in Europe and in the USA? Well, I mean, there's some very elegant men in Italy. Um, so, of course, that was an automatic uh, uh, impression. Uh, France, depending on which area of France you're in, yes. you know, people are respectfully dressed. Mm -hmm. Um America, you know, all the guys kind of look the same too. I'm sorry to say, I yeah. don't mean to be offensive, but a lot of the same haircuts, a lot of the same jerseys, a lot of the same cargo shorts, even whatever shoe happens to be the shoe of the moment um, yes. they're wearing. Oh, they look a lot alike. So yes. I could have done, there's a lot of style statements at you know, being made. Hopefully it's changing. I know um, in Dallas, I hear that the, the guys there are kind of getting their game together. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure there's other places yeah. in the United States. So it's hard well, to generalize. The U.S. is big. Well, I can't generalize, but I've seen these last three years, all the guys wearing the same shirt. The Columbia short sleeve with some Vans. They, I don't know, well, Columbia is probably a good company from America. It's, it's probably it's an outdoor shirt, but they all have this shirt. I mean, I've seen thousands of American guys having the same shirt in different colors. Mm. This short sleeve shirt yes. with Vans. You know, mm -hmm. it's, and, and, and it's a triangle at the back, the Columbia. Or there's it, the Under Armour t-shirt. Yes. That everybody has the same Under Armour t-shirt. And my and favorite of all, the cargo shorts. Yes. And uh, the thing that I can't even imagine to wear one time is the, I call it the Prophet shoes, you know, these oh, open... the Timberland sandals, REI sandals. The but they are open, you can see, you can sandals, see the fit. yes. Because yeah. now I can, I can go sockless in some, you know, loafers and stuff like that. But in France, you don't see, you see it a lot in Germany. Sorry, you see it a REI. lot in the Netherlands because we lived in the Netherlands also two years. But in France, it's, it's more, more rare. So, uh, well, my take... Except Lorenzo Chivinelli. Oh, but Lorenzo is a, is a style beast. <laughs> he can do, what he, he can do whatever he wants. <laughs> That's true. He, That's he, true. He, he will always be more stylish than anybody. Yeah. Else. What about you? What did you notice? Well, I mean, um, well, there's no competition on this subject. I'm sorry, mm -hmm. darling. I think that, um, well, except maybe in some places in New York City, and well, it's well, not even. I think there's no competition that... Um, and with the women, the women... Or I think in France, it's more they stay with the black tones, tan tones, beige tones. Yeah, They're uh, less I think ostentatious, we yeah, should I think globally we dress better than Americans, so? generally. Mm -hmm. uh, because it's... Uh, but I think it's a matter of culture. Probably. And it's a matter also of traditions. And it's also a matter of... Um, I don't know. I mean, um, yeah, it's, it's globally, I think... Uh, we say il n'y a pas photo in French. They, they, you can't really compare because in America, comfort is king. Mm -hmm. For anything you do, comfort is king and convenience. Uh, it's like there's so many subjects I want to speak about overconsumption in oh, America. Me too. I, I, I keep thinking about pink toilet paper. <laughs> I don't know how to work it in. So tell us about pink toilet <laughs> paper. Because I've all my life in France, people use pink toilet paper. Hey, why this not? Is, I've heard this, and so now I'm obsessed when I go to the grocery store. I'm looking <laughs> for the most beautiful pink toilet paper because I'm celebrating France. Yeah, and me, then, I'm obsessed with people in America having two or three stoves. 
Oh, oh three, yes. oh, three washing machine. Why three washing so machines? So how many stoves and washing machines do we have? Uh, now two, two washing machines and, and two stoves. Oh, three, four stoves now. This it's is just, ridiculous. It's a cultural thing, though. It's just you can't really help it. Well, but it explains why you have 100,000 credit cards behind you. But we don't have an ice maker. Hugo has got me using ice cube plastic trays. Of course. He won't go for the ice maker. But you know what? I compromise. Let's finish starting okay. with a subject that we love, you and me. And then we What's really that? change our life. Tell me. Is in Europe, you eat at the table. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, at least once a, a day, if not oh, twice a day. This is a tradition. And this is something that I missed so much in the US. And yes. we do it when we are together, mm -hmm. that we are eating together at yes. a table. And we take the time not to look at our phones, not to look at TV, not to take a tray, not to look at something. We just are to, we're together. We yeah. stop everything. We open a good bottle of wine. We cook. And this is how I've been Sometimes raised like that. we spend three hours at the table. So, we can, sorry? We can, we can spend up to three hours at the table. Sometimes more. Okay, listen, you know when your heart swells up inside your body and you feel like, oh, I've got to say something. I can't hold back. It's going to just explode if I don't say something. So I just want to say for whoever's listening, if you're still with us, the one profound change you can make in your life yes. is to insist... Look at me when you speak. I'm yes. sorry, I was so into this, I'm sorry, um, this view that is so profound. The one thing that you can do yes. to change the life of your household is at least three or four times a week insist that everyone sits down at the table together and once shares a, day. a meal together. Well, well, just once a day. It's not complicated. Yeah, and you know what? It's it's like that starts to become the thing you look forward to. And, you know, it saves relationships, I believe. And people, I mean, you know your family. You really know your family before yes. your kids leave the house. You feel yes. like you know them. Mm -hmm. And it's so, ah, it's so important. And I just hope maybe if a few people adopt that practice, that I would have done something good in my life. Well, I mean, it's also related to the fact that in America, you eat when you are hungry. In France, you eat at fixed hours. And because otherwise, the logistic is impossible to organize. We are, so us here in this household, we live in France. But as you can see, we have cultural differences. <laughs> so we try to adapt. And most of the time, we eat at five in the afternoon. Really, we take a break. We eat. Uh, we take the time. We love wine. We open a good bottle. We have a good uh, appetizer. And then we do a main course and maybe a piece of cheese, something. Or if we want to be careful about our bespoke suit, we eat a little bit less. But we make the effort and it, became, it becomes a second nature. But I was raised, darling, you know this, you know my parents. Yeah, your entire life. You did my that twice a life. day, every yes, day. It's every true. day. My parents, my dad passed away, unfortunately, last December, but all his life, he's been married with my mom 60 years, and they took breakfast and at 8.30 or 8 o'clock, and they took uh, lunch at 12.30 and dinner at 7.30 during all their life, except when my dad had to go outside for some work. And me, when I was at school, 
even at, um, how do you say, uh, middle school, until middle school, uh, I was coming back for lunch at home. Right. At the, in America, break. you don't leave school for lunch. Yeah. But you know what? I think the reason that France has held on to this cultural practice mm -hmm. is because now the men help. The men help cook. Oh, yeah. The men help clean. Yes. I mean, the men are involved because it becomes the highlight of your day. It's so wonderful. Yeah. I, for your mom's generation, I think she was doing everything. That's correct. I think she was preparing, That's serving, yeah. and cleaning, which I don't know how she did all of it. Okay. Now I have a last question because uh, we are going moving to an hour. Uh, quick question, quick answer. When you are in France, what do you miss the most from America? Immediate answer. When I'm in France, what do I miss the most from there? Oh, I just miss being able to go out and get what I want when I want it. Mm -hmm. And it's, sometimes it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a real practice in uh, the minimalistic living. Mm, okay. Ask what me the same you? question. What's the thing that you miss the most? When? When you're in America, what do you miss about France? Good wine. Oh. Yeah, uh, holy smokes. Well, You're yeah. Happy. That's big time. Yeah, this is the, I mean, you can find good wine in America, but the, the way Americans are doing wine, it has to be, it's all about, and it's, it's, it's it will be the conclusion of that is that that's the, the most important different cultural medicine is maybe the basis of all is that in America, it's all about sensation. You have to have whether in terms of comfort or in terms of, um, of uh, having possession, you have to have immediate sensations. Right. And wine in America can be good, but it's... Are you going to cause a scandal? No, it's, uh, we, yeah, we, no, because, yeah, you know, they, you, they're trying to imitate Bordeaux yes. and they're throwing wood chips into yes. the wine okay. and then filtering it. And so, uh, yeah, it, but you know what? We started liking wine from Oregon. We found a few good bottles that we Yes, liked. yes, if you look for it and you make, a, you, you make money because it costs a lot of, you can find some decent wine in Oregon, for example, mm -hmm. a little bit, but, okay, let's, I don't want to go into a dispute well, about really that, but in France, when you have the, the taste of the wood is created by the fact that the wine is raised inside a barrel, bigger or less big, because I don't like too much wood in my wine mm -hmm. personally. No. But and it the takes, older barrels are lighter. Exactly. And it, the, the, the younger the wood, the more woody will be the yes. wine, because the, 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 the contact of the wine with the wood create this wooden taste. But uh, it takes nevertheless month if not years to make it more balanced yes. in your country we know that sometimes they directly and they have the right to do it to put microscopic wood chips in the wine so this Bruce is the american way sharon frisco one of our very first hello sharon Pat patreon frisco. supporters came love her. to our home and she was drinking wine for from Bourgogne. Yeah. and when she went back to Michigan. Yes. She wrote us and she said, oh, this American wine's making me sick. I feel like I'm <laughs> eating a, a, a drinking an oak tree. Yeah. Help me. And That's right. So this so is yes, what I miss the is, most when I'm in America is uh, great wine. And also great cheese, but that's more an advantage for me because I love cheese too much. And uh, it's, it's a good for my diet when I'm in America. I don't eat cheese. We made one hour on the subject. So listen, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, if you like this discussion, we can speak about this for 
three days without stopping. Uh, if you like this idea of exploring together um, different uh, of cultures, but also um, what we can take away for the moment. We just had fun today. Yes. We can maybe structure this a little bit more and uh, and mix uh, subjects which are profound with something with some subjects that are more light, you know, to entertain you. If you like that, just let us know. Uh, if you listen to this podcast, to this this podcast sorry you can comment on our instagram page for example That's a good idea. Uh, parisian underscore gentleman or sonia glin s o n y a g l y n two times y sonia glin or parisian underscore gentleman one gentleman send us or you, we have a facebook page parisian gentleman we have mails you can you can contact us on youtube wherever but let us know if you like this idea um And maybe this title, The Life of an American Woman in France and The Life of a Frenchman in America. I enjoyed myself tremendously, darling. I can't believe we actually finally did this. Yeah, <laughs> and it was wild. totally freestyle. We spoke for an hour. I have probably three or four hundred subjects to go through because the cultural difference. People say, ah, oh, but still, it's still first world, you know. Uh, we are a civilized world and it is so different it's you have no idea uh, when i go back to america each time i step in an airport and we hope we're going to be able to go back because you know these days it's difficult to travel uh, uh, uh what is the first sentence i say to my wife? i say oh, i can feel i'm in america yes, uh, everything changes the the, the smell the wide the, open roads huh? yeah the wide open yes. road but at, 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 at the same time the number of um, uh, wheelchairs in an airport everybody has a wheelchair in an airport Beautiful. i don't know why that because eyes. yeah but that's true there's hundreds of wheelchairs it's impossible to find one in france <laughs> okay. and then you can find a toilet easily in america there's you no can't in france, in france. No. people are peeing outside exactly the i saw a guy today i could exactly. see the coming out so maybe so the conclusion of this France is that is strange that way and america is strange too so no <laughs> country is perfect crazy. i am we are so happy and we feel so blessed to have the opportunity to have both experiences and you know what, what? i think we love both of them we so do. we give you an appointment for this new uh let's say a new episode of uh Sonia and Hugo, Frenchman in America, American woman in France. <laughs> I don't know if we can call this a tutorial talks, but for now, take care of yourself, have fun, and see you on the next episode Thanks, of Tutorial Talks. Bye bye, everybody. Bye. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.